Hi and welcome to Desert Island Punks. This is the first of a few special episodes I'm doing with Danny Rascal from Famous Idea where we talk about their albums, how they made them, where they were as a band at that time, stories of tours, shows. Uh, we go through track by track discussing the lyrics, writing process and loads of, loads of other stuff. Uh, this week we talked about their 2012 album Voice of Treason released on TNS Records. We hung out over Zoom with a few beers and had a blast. Uh, I really hope you enjoy it. Uh, we definitely did. Uh, if you enjoy what you heard from Desert Island Punk so far, we have a Patreon over at patreon.com forward slash Desert Island Punk and you can subscribe to the podcast and rate it on whatever platform you fancy. Um, I really hope you enjoy. Cheers. Yeah, this is a good. I didn't. I hadn't thought of that. This is a very good idea to record it. Both then, so then, yeah, it definitely makes it like nicer, nicer on the ears. Yeah, I listened to your one with North and Nout. What threw me about the North and Nout one was that he sounds like you and looks like Summers. Yeah. When I saw a picture of him, it looked like Summers. And then when you were talking, uh, there were points when I was like, I don't know which one of them is talking <laughs> in a minute. Oh, I didn't, I didn't know, I think he sounded like me. Uh, yeah, Mike's a really, really nice guy. Um, yeah, really, yeah, it was a cool episode. He's a really interesting guy as well. I kind of like, like doing this podcast because you... Well, one, I love having like a structure, like a nice, you know, like an idea of what we're doing every single time. Yeah, of course. And like, and two, I love like having different, like, especially because Mike's a, com- you know, I lived with him for like a year. So it's like, oh, I did know, you? Yeah. Yeah. So I know him really, really well, but he's just like quite different to a lot of other people I've had on. So it's like, yeah, it can create sort of like a completely different dynamic. But that's what I think that's what's good about this whole. Uh, I, I know, obviously, it's based on the Desert Island Disc one, but like, what? I've never heard thing. of this thing. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I think is cool, isn't it? Because you get, you get different answers that you m- might not expect from people, and it's like it's interesting hearing why people pick them and yeah, people's different yeah. interpretations of them. In it, it's quite good. Well, I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed the one that we did, um, which yeah, is why, which is why I asked fun. you to do this because I thought yeah, like, because uh, uh, I know a bunch of other people do. You know, there's like there's kind of like episode ones where people go through like old TV shows and talk about the episodes, and yeah, I was yeah, listening yeah. to recently. This isn't to a Lawrence Harms ones where they talk about their albums and stuff like that. So it was really That's like, cool. I really, really like that. See, I'm not like uh, Def Havana. We might have spoke about this, but Def yeah, Havana so, from yeah. around here. And uh, I didn't know that, but they done. And I think uh, NoFX have done one as well for their albums. They're up on Spotify and it's just the album with commentary. And I, like, I don't know. I just, even if you're not into the music, I think it's interesting to listen to people talk about stuff. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Like yeah. About what happened, how they made it, what what inspired it and all that kind of stuff. I think as well, it's like, um, especially if you're like slightly distanced from it, because it's like, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. you have this kind of like almost retrospective, you know, there was like, well, I knew what I thought about it at the time. And now coming from a, like, a, you know, like however many years on, like I now how I would do it now, or I like what I did. Yeah, definitely. Or, you know, and at the time I didn't think that, you know, so I think it's kind of yeah, like, definitely. Kind of fun. I really like, Sorry, carry on. No, what you said. What you said. I, I really enjoyed listening to uh, this album, like properly, like because I mean I've heard. I <laughs> know <laughs> that sounds damning. It's not how I said this. <laughs> uh, but like, what well, it was kind of fun because I've heard these songs a lot live, mm. um, and I ha and I've listened to the album in the van. Um, like I find, f- like do you do you find as well? I've done it with every band I've ever toured with. Where like once you tour with them, for some reason 
you just get much more into them. And I guess it is just yeah, repetition yeah. of the songs or whatever. I've yeah. done it with Revenge. Before I toured with Revenge a couple of, like I drove them on tour a couple of times. I I was like, oh, it's all right. It's just thrashy punk or whatever. But then when, I, when I'd listened to them that much, I was like, oh, no, I get it. This is good. Like, I get that sort of thing. Well, I think it's and because I, you don't, like, when you listen to a band, or when you hit, see a band first, because let's face it, as much as we all love live music, seeing a band live is not the best way to see a new song. No, so, of so course it's, not. So it's not. like, I... Um, you know, like uh, one of my favorite bands is the Flatliners, and I saw them yeah. years back, and they were like, "Oh, we're gonna play some new songs now." And like, I was like, "I'm gonna go to the bar because this, you know, like because <laughs> yeah. it's not not that I don't want to hear the new songs. I do want to hear the new songs, but like, I am not going to enjoy them now compared to no. when I hear it on the record." Of course not. Yeah, because you can't you can't sing along, obviously, because you don't yeah. know the words. You don't know which parts of the song, what's coming next, sort of thing. Which, in a way, is nice, but also for the live experience when you're pumped and like you're ready. Yeah, and especially the it's like they're not like... they're not winning me over because I'm already a fan. Yeah, you know? so it's <laughs> yeah, like yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. I think like new music is you know like oh this is our new song is really good for new f- for people that you're winning over like because it's yeah. like they've not heard yeah, any yeah. of this stuff before. So it's just like yeah, this is the time to sort of go like well this is what we're releasing now. And you, you sometimes sort of put more energy into that. You? If you're yeah. excited to play something new, you're like, yeah. And yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Which but I suppose yeah, like, must happen a bit with you guys. Well, I would say I would, <laughs> it hasn't happened with you guys because you released music in the lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Although you, um, we did release a song that's been written about three years. But yeah, we released Yeah, you've been playing it for then. a long time, haven't you, that song? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, I think it's three years. That What was really bad is that when we put it out, someone commented on the thing was like, oh, come back to High Wycombe. I remember you from this time, and it was the only song they they posted a video of us playing High Wickham, and I'm introducing that song. Then going, this thing, song isn't new; it's about a year old, and the video was two <laughs> years old. And I was like, of all the fucking videos you could have posted to this thing now, a video from two years ago of me saying this song is old probably isn't the best one. <laughs> but yeah, so like it must be kind of weird to revisit. Uh, so if anybody's listening now obviously we're talking about Voice of Treason but it must be kind of weird for you to revisit it a little bit because it's it's quite a different band at that point yeah different people and it was fucking 10 years ago at least 10 years ago most of this was written because it was recorded end of 2011 early 2012 so yeah it's coming up uh, yeah it was released April 2012 so it's coming up for well Eight years, ten years. Yeah, ten so years you're gonna be doing, yeah. you're gonna be doing the ten year anniversary <laughs> thing. You should totally no, do it, man. I think that'd be loads Fuck of fun. No. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, it's to be fair, it's like half the band's still the same. Is is me, me and the brass section are still all there. Yeah, uh, we've just added to the brass section. Got Jackie P on guitar, and then obviously Doug. Now we've had a whole different drummer since. Then. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, but, it has um, been like quite a while as well, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it, but. um yeah, it was quite weird listening back to it because, yeah, like I said, it was written sort of 10 years ago. It was a completely different time in so everyone's I, lives. I, I thought this was your second album, but I was reading the thing on your bank app. It says oh, it is technically the third, but the first one we just sort of put ourselves, pressed ourselves, and, you know, it was very rough, very rough and ready. <laughs> like, this yeah. is pretty rough, this album. <laughs> but, yeah, that was... Uh, I mean, it was fine. It was just... we. We didn't really have a lot of scar at that point. It was mainly just thrashy punk with horns. Yeah, which is actually something yeah, I so specifically noticed in a lot of these songs is like, compared to what you are like now, a lot of it came across really hardcore. Like, yeah, yeah, there was a, there was a bit more punk, um, which is weird actually because Jackie P's less into punk, <laughs> and uh, sort of less into scar. Sorry, and more into punk, but we seem to do <laughs> a bit more scar now. But I think. 
That'll probably change. There's some of the songs I'm writing at the minute are a bit more punky. I've, I've never really sat down and thought like, oh, I'm going to write a heavier song now. I'm going to write a Scar song now. I just sort of start yeah. jamming and see see what happens sort of thing. Yeah, but I yeah, think that's kind there. of like, that is kind of a weird thing because I sometimes sit down and I'm like, I want to write a song like this. And it mm. very that's very rarely when I actually write a song I like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think if you... Obviously, you've got to try and make it sound like your road. Do you know what I mean? You can't just, you know, we're not just going to do a metal song, but like... <laughs> you should. Yeah, I mean, we could try. Yeah, with a horn section. <laughs> with a horn, yeah, just be beat the red light, wouldn't it? Yeah, that is very but, true. Um, yeah, but I, I do think, yeah, I know what you mean. Like, if you could think like, oh, I, j- I just want to write a, a more hardcore song now. I, 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 that very rarely works for me. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just because I, it takes the fun out of it, though, doesn't it? Yeah. And I like, I, I know it sounds weird when I'm songwriting, I don't, I sort of piece bits together over top. I never sort of sit and like, I don't know, it's weird. Like I'll write half lyrics, then I'll write some kind of chord structure or something, but then that will change. And then like, if someone said like, what's your writing process? I don't genuinely, even after all these years, have no idea what it is. I I just sort of, it just sort of happens and then after a while I have a song and I can't really remember how I've, I've ended up yeah, with it. Yeah, I've definitely done that as well. Like, um, so, uh, my uh, Arms and Hearts, Steve. Yeah, yeah, I know, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, uh, he, um, he asked me, he was like, well, it was a while back, because uh, he's, he's basically like, he's written a, written a, written an album. Um, I assume people, I don't know if I'm allowed to tell people, but he's written an album. Um, like, uh, but yeah, he got in touch with me at one point and he was like, dude, how do you write albums? I can never write albums. There's so many songs. And I was yeah, just like, yeah, yeah. I was like, dude, I've barely ever gone like, I mean, like we do, we do go, let's write an album. But like, I just end, I find that we have no songs for an album. And then before yep. we know it, we have eight. And I'm like, I don't know where <laughs> yeah. any of them came from. Do you know? I, it's always around seven, eight or nine songs as well, which is not quite enough for an album. Like, yeah, it's yeah. always you end up where you're like, yeah, these are all brilliant. Well up for this. And then you're like, fuck, we've got to find like another two or three to actually make this an album. <laughs> <laughs> you scratch around. It's like, fuck, just knock that out. That, that, that's yeah, fine. <laughs> I, yeah, because I always start to like think about album. I, if When we've got seven songs, I'm like, right, let's start booking album sessions. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. That's where, um, and uh, yeah, it's the same sort of thing. And then you're like, shit. We we need to <laughs> we need another yeah. song somehow somewhere. Oh, that, that reminds me. I've got to, someone sent me some interview questions the other day, and they were like, "Oh, do you do you write at home, or do you find being in the studio like a better time for writing?" I was like, "We don't have the money to sit in a studio yeah, and you have, have nothing to have an awful written." Lot. Yeah. Yeah, by the time we're in a studio, we need to know exactly what we're fucking doing. I haven't got time to be burning studio time or fucking writing. That would Christ. be fucking shit. <laughs> Imagine like everyone else being like. Like, you know, you, you're trying to, like, I don't know, come up with a new bass line for, like, two hours, and I'll be like, dude, that's, like, <laughs> fucking £120 yeah. pounds you've just been. <laughs> it's not even that good. Yeah, yeah. I could have done A, C, and G. <laughs> um, yeah, so what? So this came out in 2012. This is the second... Yeah, no. so this was the second one on TNS. Yeah, um, yeah and... Yeah, the first one. I mean, we like even even with when we recorded this out, we didn't. I don't think we knew really what we were doing. We were quite <laughs> young. We didn't really have any good gear. Um, How like, are you like you, Savages? Bre- uh, I was twenty-two. Okay. Uh, no, no, maybe I was a bit. Uh, no, I was about twenty-three, I think. And then uh, Kai was nineteen or twenty. Little Dan was nineteen. 
Uh, yeah, and Bobble was about 20. So, yeah, we were pretty, pretty, I mean, not not, not teenagers, but we were pretty young. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, I don't, I don't, like, we, did, we didn't have very good gear. We just, I, I, like, I really like the songs, like, but it, but we didn't really know what we were doing. Do you know what I mean? We yeah, were just I like, think yeah, this is what we do live. So let's just get in a recording I think that's kind of like a lot of what people do when they do like the first few albums. Because that's, you know, especially yeah. if you've not got much of a budget because you don't, oh, like you yeah. say, you don't have enough time to tinker. So it's just like, it's like, what well, do you... We, where we went was Izzy is a brilliant producer. She's excellent and she knows her stuff and everything. But we had no budget. Do you know what I mean? Like we had we everything in there. We just had to be right, right. Well, that's, that's done. Do you know what I mean? We haven't got time yeah. to fucking... Spend three days doing bass. Do you know what I mean? You've just got to play it right. <laughs> That's that done. I think. I think maybe we done all in because it was. It's relatively close to where we live, so it was. We we didn't stay there. We was sort of yeah. back and forth and that. But I think we probably done five days. I reckon maybe six all in for like twelve um, songs. Yeah. So yeah. it wasn't. It, it weren't ideal, but that's all. You know, it's all we could afford. We didn't know as well. Like you know what we. You, we 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 were gigging and we'd done a tour at that point as that lineup, but like we you know we weren't doing a load, we weren't expecting it. It done really well for us, so like we weren't expecting it to. Well, it was bull that blew everything up, and then like, we but we weren't expecting it to get that big. Do you know what I mean? Oh, right. so were you not like touring as much as you? No, we done, done. We basically because of holiday at work and stuff. We done we done a tour a year from we done a tour in two thousand seven every year up until then but it was like one tour a year and it was sort of more for fun we would shit at like we've always been bad at branding and social media all that kind of stuff we're not good at like the first political book that really got me sort of politically active was no logo by naomi klein so i always thought like oh yeah you don't need branding or all that because it's like you know and then i was like oh no you still need that even Mm -hmm. if you're not a corporation that kind of shit is what makes bands big and so i was like but we didn't know you, any of that you don't have shit, to. You, you know? don't also have to do it in like a wanky way that you can do. No, you don't. No, of course not. When I say branding, I don't mean like fucking Coca Cola. But like, <laughs> you know, like it, there's there's certain things you should do that like will just make people remember you. Do you know, I was yeah. listening to a podcast with Matt Skiba the other day, and apparently Alkaline Trio have only ever written their name in that font ever. That's all you will ever see that name written in. Really? And for that reason, yeah, apparently he's just said like they have that that font, and that's on every album it's on every t-shirt in that font we didn't know any fucking thing like that do you know yeah what I mean? yeah i know yeah i think a, a lot of bands don't i mean I, uh, i'm just as guilty of it as everyone else you know like uh sunliner have, have got two fonts already <laughs> like do you know what i mean like <laughs> only been a band a few months <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like before that jake and the jellyfish had a bunch of fonts. well we had one font that stuck around for a long period of time but then you just get bored of it, don't you? I suppose it's like... Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, I, but also, it's we change... We had loads of T-shirt designs. I don't know about if that's the same thing for Faintest Idea. Yeah, yeah, we've had quite a lot. Because like, yeah. you just get, like, as much as you're not wearing it, you get bored of it. So we got people yeah. going, oh, will you, will you repress this? And we're like, no, we're bored of it now. But then... That's done now. <laughs> yeah. Then we actually repress... Yeah. We did one that sold, like, insane amount. And then we were like, for some reason, I was just like, no, nah, we won't do that one anymore. <laughs> it's like, why oh, not? that thing that's made us successful yeah. Yeah, yeah. Quite, <laughs> fuck that off <laughs> it's the most punk attitude ever though isn't it it's like nah I'm, I'm, nah <laughs> that thing people like yeah no we're not doing that anymore <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah so who did the artwork for this uh, so that was Andy from TNS and I thought it might his, be Andy uh, yeah his, his girlfriend at the time they were both uh, in art departments they were both art teachers we we wanted to at first so a lot of <laughs> a lot of stuff 
around this time. We had big ideas for stuff. We'd come up with ideas and then work out ways we could do it extremely cheap. Or like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, it's like, but, I want um, to I want to create this festival. I have five pounds. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, pretty much. It was, We wanted to have a whole comic book uh, in late, like a whole story that oh, had cool. the lyrics, of, all that kind of stuff. But it was just like, when we started speaking to Handy, he was like, I mean, he was like, yeah, we, you can do that, but that that's going to be a hell of a lot of work. And then when you press it, you're going to need a whole booklet. Like these yeah. booklets are like four pages. You're going to need like... 30 odd pages yeah, yeah, yeah. the cost of that is going to be extortion <laughs> but um so yeah andy done it and it was based like we were doing around that time we were doing particularly me and kai uh, who's the guitarist uh we're a lot more like quite politically active we were going to a lot of protests and um yeah it was around that time obviously the tories got in in 2010 mm-hmm. and then it was what is, i can't even remember which order this went in but obviously austerity kicked off then it was the fucking uni fees got tripled like i i well, it would have been I about that sort of time because i was at uni when it happened yeah uh, so um, was, kai I was, was as well i think i was in the first year of uni so it would have been i was 19 so it'd be in 2011 the, was it 20 no being 2009 it would have been when the when the when the universe when the that was when the election happened and yeah, we all yeah, voted yeah. for like Lib Dem and Greens because we were like, no more student yeah, fees. Get- yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, that didn't work, did yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> and then obviously that panned out amazingly. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we live in this utopia now. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, but yeah, I remember um, I, d- I didn't go to uni. I, d- I didn't do anything after GCSEs. Or w- oh, I'd done music at college or whatever because I was just like, oh, I'll tour. I've just been a band for a few years and then I'll get a degree later in life. And then it was like, oh, yeah, it's now 50 grand to get a degree. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. Well, that's, that's that out the window then. <laughs> That'll probably never happen now. <laughs> So is that like That's what I don't get as well? Like people are just like, well, you know, you'll probably never pay it back. And I'm like, if it's based on a load of people never paying it back, that is a ticking time bomb for like 20 years time when everyone starts defaulting yeah. on these debts. I don't understand how that is a bigger issue. Well, I think it's kind of like it's kind of weird because I'm in the same sort of I'm the sort of person that's a bit like, well, I mean, currently I don't earn enough to pay it back. And when I do earn enough, like it's like a small percentage, and then it comes back. And it's oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's like yeah, um, it's like that's kind of true. But then if that's the case. Like, how much money are they actually making yeah. off of it? Is it this worth is it. this, you know, worth It's not all about the individual. Can... Like, when you took that across the whole system, if you're planning on a shitload of people never paying this money back, this is a time bomb, do you know what I mean? Yeah, In the same yeah. way, same way the housing market was, like the subprime stuff, they, that was a time bomb. This is another time bomb that we've just kicked the can 20 years, 15, <laughs> 20 years down the road. Like, this is going to bite us in the ass in our lifetime. Yeah, no, this is yeah. maths. Don't, it's not anything don't, else. It's don't maths. think about it, dude. Don't think about <laughs> it. Um, cool. So we'll, we'll go straight into... Um, Stop. Yeah. So we'll go straight into Asylum. Cool. Asylum. Yeah. So, right, so, this, so this is has been your live intro for like for a million yeah, years, right? It is, it's been brilliant, and it's every time, the first time people see it, it always works. Like, I'd say 99% of the time, it works every time. <laughs> <laughs> because it's like, it's the brass start in the crowd. So if you don't know what's going to happen, the brass start in the crowd, they, so people are like, oh, fucking hell, bubble shouting in my face and then blowing a big trombone in my face. Yeah. And then, like, it's the perfect sort of bouncy beat where, like, even if you're not into, like, jumping around or whatever it like it makes you bounce and then it gets faster and faster so it hypes you so it is it's a brilliant intro the trouble is it's eight years old now most people know what's going to happen so we're trying to write something that's as good but like (laughs) the exact same thing i think it's i i always think of like dropkick murphy's had that for boston song which was like the perfect intro because the crowd had a part to do and all that 
and they they stopped doing it presumably for the same reason. And it's just been like no no intro I've seen of theirs has been anywhere near as good. Do you ever think about uh, like putting it in like in the middle of the set or something, like having like a we've moment? Never, we've never tried that. I don't know. That probably could work. Or you know when you you know when you're on like the continent and like. Yeah, uh, and you do they, two sets. Where yeah, they split yeah. your set. Or yeah, like, yeah, like, weird, isn't it? yeah, God, yeah. Or in like Germany, where they want you to play for like five hours. <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you know what I mean? Or like, it feels so bad as well because yeah. they're expecting like you play for three hours. I'm like, oh, I mean, fifty minutes will probably do it, mate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the worst, like, so we've had we've done it a couple of times where we've had like a fill-in member, you know, where somebody couldn't make yeah, it yeah, for whatever yeah. reason. And it's like, they and only they know, know 10 songs. Yeah, they know it. a specific set. And then they go like, uh, like more. And you're like, no. no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, so we start, I think little Dan done this at a practice. He done that run up the scale because it sounds like some kind of thing from a cartoon, doesn't it? Like, dun, yeah. dun, dun, dun. Yeah, dun. It, could be, it sounds like something it sounds like, like um, should, should have a xylophone like in the gaps of just like, not Inspector Gadget or maybe Inspector like Pink Panther or something you know where they're like Scooby-Doo kind of, or something yeah, yeah. yeah. he'd done it as a joke and we were like oh yeah that sounds funny and then like we just started doing that rhythm behind it and we were like this is hilarious and then we were like like it dropped we sort of dropped it in and we were like yeah this is actually like hilarious like it's quite funny and actually quite good and then um, yeah and that's just sort of how that got got written but like yeah I mean they uh, I know you it's very easy to criticise yourself when you're doing these things because like, I've done it a lot before as well. You know, we've had people that come up to us and said like, "Why are you so? You know, why didn't you play this song?" And we were like, "Well, we yeah, played yeah. it every every gig for four years or whatever." You know, so we moved on from that. But like, it is what you know. I when I first saw you guys and I saw that, I came away from your gig singing that song. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it yeah, was yeah, like, yeah. and it's just like, it's the right it's the right balance between like a bit cheesy but also. Like, yeah, is I think we've yeah. always found that being a ska band, there's always that fine line of it being cheesy and a joke. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like Real Big Fish or something. But, but like, we're like, be catchy is inherently a bit cheesy. That's why it's catchy. Yeah, Do you true. Know what I mean? yeah, like, yeah. So Poppy, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we, we had that song anyway. And we actually, we used to play it half a step higher, but then... Because when we'd written this, the rest of the songs of the album, we were like, oh, that runs into Rattling. So that, so we cha- dropped it down half a key, and that's why it runs straight into that. Oh, but cool. we, basically, the poem at the start is a poem I wrote, and it was, it was essentially like, it was loads of pieces of bits that I was writing that I couldn't fit into other songs, or I weren't really going. And I was like, oh, I'll just write this big intro that will end with an explanation of the f- faintest idea of the name, because the name's not brilliant. But like we were like, well, we'll write this, this poem about like... It's fine. I mean, you make a name anyway, didn't you? Do you yeah, know what I mean? Exactly, like, yeah. it's what it is. But yeah, so I wrote that that poem, and then like we're like, oh, okay, yeah, that'd be that'd be brilliant. You can fade into the start of the song behind that poem, and then it can drop at the exact moment you say sort of faintest idea. And um, yeah, that's how that got sort of pieced together over time. And then we dropped it so we could run straight into rattling. And that was like, a, we we're like, yeah, this is a fucking brilliant start to it. <laughs> yeah, he's like nailed it. <laughs> no, yeah. Chop that one up. <laughs> yeah, oh, I was because I literally wrote here like, "Is this a sample?" Because it sounded like you talking, but I know you have quite a few samples in. Yeah, I did, no, so. it is me talking, and Izzy who was producing it. She just kept telling me to slow down, and that's as slow as I, I could have slowed down a lot more when I listened back to it. Yeah. But like, yeah, because she was like, "Make it sound eerie." Do you know what I mean? And I, I wish I had done that more sort of thing. That's something I'd do if I if we were to record it, it. I'd slow it right down. I think it's kind of. I don't know. It's nice because it's building momentum the whole time, isn't it? Like Yeah, true, yeah. Um 
But yeah, because I was uh, I was gonna I want to ask you like with samples because I I've actually it's something I've wanted to do before and there was um uh, I weirdly the only time I've ever done it where like I thought I could use a sample was something that I'll never find again like ever <laughs> like <laughs> which is really irritating but like I um I wrote like uh, I wrote something and I I really liked how it sounded. Uh, like some sort of, uh, you know, like a bit, like a chorus or like an intro or something. And I just yeah, recorded yeah. it on my phone, but Radio 4 was on the background and there was like, oh, there was like uh, this drama, this Radio 4 drama in it. And there was just this <laughs> quote where uh, this woman said, I can't remember what she said, but it was like, um, you know, it was like really somber and really, and then I started playing it. I didn't even remember doing it, but when I listened back, I could hear it. I was like, that is so good. That's perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah, like, yeah. And I would love to do it and I'll never find it now. I have no idea when it was. <laughs> <laughs> I have, so what I always keep on my, if I'm, I'm, I listen all the time for stuff and think like, if I hear something, I'm like, oh, that, I could work that into an album maybe. Do you know what I mean? Like, they just keep a note of loads of different things. Yeah. And, um, but I, I, I save them on my phone and I've saved loads from podcasts and I've timestamped and written them down. And then I've put a link in my notes and then now I've clicked that link. It now goes, oh, link broken. And there's about, I'd say, for this new album, there's probably about, I'd say, 12 to 15 links of stuff that could have been used that are all broken and oh, I have no idea what they are or what grim. podcast they are. So I've <laughs> lost like a shitload of stuff. And I'm like, oh, well, that's that gone then. So I've had to start recording them, like writing down actually what everything is and the exact like, yeah, I mean it makes more sense that. to do that but it's not quite exact it doesn't flow as nicely does it like no, of course you know not. is it like you, you go like oh sweet I'll write it down it's like oh it's that you know move on with my life you know like rather, yeah. than, rather than go rather than go like well, it's this moment <laughs> I yeah, felt yeah. like this about it maybe it could possibly go into this <laughs> I'm feeling this emotion right now <laughs> yeah. this is how I feel it's town um, yeah because I was wondering if maybe this was I mean uh, I've never really listened to the album before. This ignorance is this like um, is that story album before this, right? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, you look, you had a face, you had a like a face on. Then I was like, oh my god, I've got the whole thing wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, yeah, no, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I've never really listened to that album before, so I don't really know. Is it like, is this oh, where you start? Odd started to come in with like samples and stuff like that, or yeah, I think like this around this time it got a lot more political, like. Like I said earlier, me, me and Kai were doing a lot more politically active. Like we were going to a lot of protests and stuff, um, reading a lot into sort of anarchism, a lot of political theory. So it was a lot more like, I don't know. Yeah, there was a lot. We we were sort of actively searching stuff out a lot more then because we were younger. Do you know what I mean? You're a lot more idealistic and <laughs> angry. <laughs> but um, so, yeah. So, yeah, we that was I don't think we had any samples on the first album. But yeah, we, we sort of. We had quite a few on this one, and we we sifted through a load of stuff as well. I believe a load of stuff got cut. Well, not cut, but like we 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 did specifically pick what we picked, sort of thing. Yeah. So we um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. We 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 actively sort of searched stuff out and that. Like we 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 specifically picked each sample for each song, sort of thing, whenever they were used. And then yeah, some some of them aren't samples. Some of them are just us. Yeah, the poems are just us. Yeah, because I was that, I always thought this was a sample. I don't know why, but then like when I listened to no. it. This time I was like, "Well, this definitely sounds like you." But I was yeah, yeah, yeah. You um, no, we do. I do. I have it loaded onto my sample pedal. But the the thing is, we've we've tried it before, and having it before Asylum, but it's a minute and a half long, and that doesn't sound that long. But when you're trying to intro a set, yeah, yeah, yeah. that is a long time for people to just be stood there, and you're stood on stage not doing a lot. Like a minute and a half is a long time. <laughs> well, I kind so, of think um, that that sort of thing that isn't that long, if nobody knows who you are 
But the problem is, yeah. is like you got to a point where like when you were playing, a lot of people were there already. So it's like yeah, and it's like when we started off, we did something very very similar. Well, we, well yeah. we didn't we didn't do a sample thing or anything, but like we did something that was like going on for as long as we needed to. And yeah, then, yeah, yeah. You know, to get people in the room, but then yeah, like, yeah, yeah, it's good. Call. You know, but it's it's good. It's which is a great idea. But the problem is, if you are doing the same thing, if you're doing it when people are there to see you, or the room's packed, there's no point in doing it for that long. <laughs> <laughs> it just looks weird, then. Yeah, it definitely does. Yeah. Narcissistic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and here it is. Yeah. I'm gonna stand here and let you watch me while this plays. <laughs> 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 like kind of stroll on like a fucking boxer or like a wrestler. Um, right, so it goes straight into rattling the cage, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like, and we wanted. I think because um, that, that's probably one of the heaviest songs on the album. We were just like, yeah, just go from this like bouncy yeah. scar song, speed it up, and then just drop into this basically hardcore song. Well, I fucking love that because possible. it just starts to me like it's just like it's dead cat down. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. Yeah. Yeah, we like the the thing with this album, like the reason it doesn't sound great in terms of the actual sound is just because we we didn't have a big budget and we didn't like have a lot of good gear. Do you know what I mean? Kai was playing for a, a pretty shit Marshall amp. I was playing for an Ampide One from the BBC when I was like fifteen. <laughs> that like, is awesome. That, that's a whole other story. But I won this free amp back in the day when the internet was before anything else do you know what I mean it was still yeah, dial up yeah. and all that I didn't think you'd win on the internet and I sent an email they were running the competition and I won this bass amp so like we were playing for shit like stuff like we didn't yeah, yeah. really you know like we didn't have a lot of gear we didn't have any money. I like I wrote down guitar sound because it's definitely like it's not the best guitar sound in the world I mean it no. works it works quite well for this song because it's like if you're going for that sort of old school cap down sort of sound, that's quite of how it was. But like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, uh, oh yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna ask you about that basically. Yeah, yeah, it was like, a, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, we just did, we just didn't have brilliant gear at the time. Uh, you know? So we you're had not to work with what we had. You're not the sort of band that you know the parents buy them all the gear. Nice <laughs> <laughs> no, because it would be better quality stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no, we yeah. wouldn't say no. <laughs> yeah. If anyone would like to buy us things, I'm not against it. <laughs> we had like as well. I just remember when you when you said about this. I remember the first lies that uh, uh, what, uh, never forget the golden rule. Those with the gold make all the rules. Which is uh, it's uh, it, I read it in a Michael Parenti book. It was a little political cartoon. I was like, oh cool, I'll incorporate that. And I didn't realise till years later it's actually in Aladdin as well. Oh. Like Aladdin <laughs> music. We were we were on tour and watched like we had we put a TV in the back of the van and everyone was watching Aladdin and then I can't remember which character he said it, it might have been Robin Williams it might be the genie says it and I was like what the fuck like, I thought that was some kind of big anarchist statement that is like, awesome is <laughs> the genie from Aladdin saying it the one, one of the best things about that story is I love that you were just casually watching Aladdin in the back <laughs> like, <laughs> well I wasn't I was driving but that was actually oh, right. shit. What was funny is that we were in our shit LDV van and we oh, just like man. nailed in bits of wood and put this TV in the corner that sort of wobbled and it was just like <laughs> held in with cable ties and screws. And then you could only <laughs> you could only play it through the stereo, but it would only work for some reason panned left. So you only had like I don't know why. So it was, if you were driving or sat in the front, you couldn't see the screen, but all you could hear was Aladdin really fucking loud outside <laughs> of the van. <laughs> I had no idea what was going on. Oh man, what a film though! That is such a good. <laughs> but it's like, what did you, did you have? Like a DVD player or something? Was it just Aladdin? Yeah, yeah, TV? we had a little little portable <laughs> DVD player as well. 
It was good because <laughs> Jack, Jack drove it. Jack drove for Cap down for a bit, and they were like, "Oh yeah, so what? What like what van have you got? Thinking we were gonna have like a Mercedes Sprinter or whatever?" And they were like, "Has it got a DVD player?" And he was like, "I mean, yeah, technically, <laughs> like, it wobbles quite a lot because it just bolted into the side of the van." <laughs> oh man, I think like uh, every. DIY band in the world dreams of having a Mercedes Vita. A Vita oh, yeah. yeah but like, none of us will have them. No, I know, yeah. They are like the absolute pinnacle, aren't they? I, yeah. remember, I remember thinking like at one point, like this is like a recent thought. I was just like, if I won the lottery, I think I would get a Mercedes Vita. <laughs> <laughs> like, do you, know you like, feel like a prick though? Like turning up to a gig, like a squat somewhere and you're in like the poshest kitted out van. I don't know if I would because I'd just be like, dude, I won the, the fucking lottery. Like, yeah, yeah. The comfort overrides that. Yeah. <laughs> comfort also, overrides like, judgment. It, you, you forget that like in the UK, we're really paranoid about it, but like bands in Europe don't aren't worried about it. There's loads of them out there. No. You no. Know, like, and also like you can just rent vans that are, that posh do you know what i mean we're gonna move on yeah to, sorry yeah uh house of cards house of cards yeah this one always yeah i think kai wrote this pretty much all of it um apart oh, really from, i thought th- i thought this sounded like i mean I, obviously i don't know kai but um sounds i think maybe just because it's been in the set for so long it sounds like something yeah right yeah yeah no no he he wrote this and uh apart i i the the brass line is just very sort of goes along with the guitar line pretty well anyway but um i pretty <laughs> bobble tends to write i can't remember if it was bobble or little dan but because obviously trombone to sa- like sax is set notes you know trombone is a slide so like yeah. to hit different notes quickly is a lot oh. harder and so this this goes bobble has to sort of change his lips and his hand like as quick as we've got another new one which we wrote when we were in canada which is a similar thing where he's just like write something we'll go yeah that sounds brilliant then he's like i don't know why i've done that i'm never gonna be able to do this i love the idea that as well because like there's very few other things where you have to change your lips and your hands yeah oh yeah yeah it's like trumpet it's got three notes but you <laughs> yeah, like I, I talk when I talk, I change my lips and my hands. <laughs> but, but yeah, that is like considerably, especially because you can't cheat. You know, like on guitar, you, no. you know, you can t- or, or trumpet. Yeah, you got like three notes or whatever. You can do loads of different things and you can cheat. Yeah. On trombone, you can't. You know, it's either like all the way down here or it's all the way up here. You know, yeah. you can't like. And it do- jumps very quickly as well. <laughs> but yeah, we done like. Yeah, so I can't, um, I can't. I think we added the dub bit on the start. Like this is, I like we'd always all been into ska and reggae, but we weren't as into dub. And that's why, like, if we were to redo that, we could make that dub intro a lot better than it <laughs> than it is. Well, that's what I because I put this sounds like something to be on increasing minimum rage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's we, like a, we that, had, especially that intro is like definitely a lot of what you were doing on that album. Yeah. So Tony Rebel, who's uh, from Revelation, who are Lynn band, they were pretty big, like sort of late nineties, early two thousands. They done really well. He played organ on all of this, and he has like an encyclopedic knowledge of reggae and stuff. So he's like, all the organ on this is is done by him. And um, it sounds great yeah, as well. Yeah, he's he's phenomenal. He's a really good musician, and he um and yeah, Izzy knew a dub as well. But it was like again, we didn't have a lot of time, and we didn't know as much as we do now about sort of dub music and stuff. So we could have. So I'd improve that now, but at the same time, I think it has that kind of more punk quality to it. Do you know what I mean? And then it's also like when we, it's it's one of the f- funnest ones to do live just because of that intro. Cause it's like slow 
everyone knows it's coming. You have that break and then it just drops. So like, that's always fun to do. On this, whenever I've seen you live, it's been like, this is the moment that it's like, people have lost their shit. You know, like that. Yeah, it hits. yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's always really fun to do. Especially as sort of more people got to know it because then they knew what was coming. And like, it's, it's that... It's, it's a coin flip because it's like sometimes when people don't know it's coming, it's funny to watch like how quick it gets after that slow. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's hilarious to watch just how quick it gets. And then, yeah, and if people know it's coming, it's just fun because everyone just goes fucking ballistic. Uh, yeah, but you guys have been playing it for... You must have been playing it every set, more or less. For Oh, yeah, yeah. I think it's always in the set, yeah. Um, and, it, yeah, we strategically place this because it, cause we know it will generally get a better reaction sort of thing. Um, have you... Have you played every song off this album, like live, or do you? Live, do you have... no, Christ, no, <clears throat> uh, no, not at all. We... I don't think we've ever done separation, or yeah, I really? think separation, corporation. I don't think we've ever done that live, or if we have, I've never. I don't. We'll come back to separation any. because I yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that really, one. really good. That, that was one of the ones that I'd completely forgotten was a song. Really, <laughs> I really enjoyed it. <laughs> Yeah, when I listened back, I was like, oh, this is all right. Like, uh, yeah, this isn't bad. But I just... I love that right perspective. I would have no idea that was one of our songs. <laughs> <laughs> so we're moved on to... We're on to Bull now. Bull, uh, yeah. Cool. Bull, Bull and China Shop. So yeah. this is... Was, was this the first single off this album? Yes. Like, it's in, like, first um, video single kind of effect. Yeah, so, like... Yeah, this, this song has just fucking flipped everything, to be honest with you. We done... We, um, <clears throat> 2012, it, it, like, there what we managed to get videos done purely because our mate, who is a wedding photographer, he earned, and he's done all our videos, James, James Kill Cohen. He's fucking, no, he's, he still he, does them to this day, yeah, yeah. He's just done the stomp video. He, um, he essentially is a wedding photographer, he makes like his yearly income mostly from like. 10 weeks in the summer when he does weddings and stuff. Yeah, sure. And and he was just sort of up for doing our videos for free because he knew we didn't have any money and we were just a local punk band and he was in the local punk scene and like used to go to gigs and all that so he was sound. So we were just like on on the way back from gigs we were just like oh let's do this fucking whole video series and we'll do all this weird shit and all this. So like we planned all these videos having absolutely no budget. Yeah, and then yeah. um yeah, and then but but this song in particular, I remember driving Kai back from practice and he was like, oh, I've got this this chorus in my head. I've got this. And he sung it to me. He had nothing to it. And I was like, oh, that's... Even then, I was like, that's fucking good, that. That's really good. So I then went home and wrote everything else around it, like, like put the chords to it, wrote the verses and all that. And then, like, I was like, yeah, this is, this is a pretty good song. But we done... We, like, we knew it, was, it always went down well in that. And then, yeah, we done... If you go on YouTube, you can find, we done like, we, the, there's a video series. So it was like, we done a pre-intro thing and mm -hmm. it was the poem at the start of the album. And there's a little video for that, which no one has seen, even though it's on YouTube. We put that out first. Yeah, no, I didn't. I, I mean, yeah. I, I, I did my Facebook research. It, Voice of Treason. No one's seen it. it. Like, we were like, oh, we'll put, because again, we would, you know, we didn't really, we hadn't really done anything at that point massively. We hadn't yeah, got yeah. anywhere. And then we put that bit, like the little intro out and then we put Bull out and it went fucking mad like it was it was getting a thousand this was 2012 so like i know it's not big by today's standards but like it was getting a thousand hits a day for the first like i think i think that's quite good i mean though. that's still good now yeah. we don't get that now but like yeah it was, get, yeah it was getting a thousand views a day for like i think the first like 15 16 days and then it just kept going up and up and up 
And um, yeah, and it was just, and it just went mad. Like the, the thumbnail of it, because you don't choose the thumbnail, it just came up. This was before Instagram was massive as well. Yeah, so it was yeah, just yeah. Facebook. It was just my face, a close up of my face. And every time I went on Facebook, it was just endless streams of my face. That's so weird. Posts. It was fucking bizarre. And I was like, it was it was just mad. And then like, yeah, people from America were messaging us. And then like Mike Davies Punk Show got in contact with us and wanted to play it on. Oh, there. I really missed that. That was like Yeah, it was fucking awesome. And then they invited us to do a made a veil session. Mm-hmm. Um so we got to go down there and do that off the back of that. And it was So just is like, that who you guys kind of instigate because I know a lot of the TNS bands or bands around that sort of scene got to do the punks. Punk I th- show. I think it was just I think it was just us and revenge. Oh, um, okay. I thought I th- yeah think it was maybe someone else did but yeah like, I, I they just um i remember driving to practice one like it was blowing up fucking every like everything in that video was done for free it was like we, one of our mates done media makeup so when bobble dies in the youth video that's done by All right. that was done by her so i'm just i'm just uh, uh, uh off offering my girlfriend uh a bit of my drink mm. <laughs> nice, <laughs> isn't it? um hi laura uh danny says hi and hi. bye she says, hello. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, yeah, so everything in that video was done for free. Yeah, and then or like the two classic cars in it are our mates' cars. Yeah, I was going like, to mention the cars because they're fucking Yeah, cool. they're posh cars, aren't they? Like, yeah. We've got mates that are just into cars and classic cars. Little Dan is as well, to be fair. But um, yeah, he's every, a, isn't he an that... engineer or a mechanic? Yeah, right? well, sort of. Yeah, he's a plant mechanic, but yeah, he does cars as well. He's got Morris Miners and stuff. And um, yeah, the, the song just went mad. And then I remember driving to practice one day. We were all on the way. And then Kai rang me fucking excited. And then, yeah, Mike Davis has asked us to go do a Made of Ale session. Um, and it was it was just a mad time because we kept getting invited back on. Like, I'd be at work and I'd have to like, I'm not joking. I'd have to hide in cupboards, like these weird storage cupboards to go do an interview with like Radio One. It was bizarre. It was like, it just that went so fucking weird. everywhere. And then, yeah. And then even now, like people just, that's just the song that everyone knows and loves. Do it's you like know, you were like, saying earlier, every- like we've done it to death, but it's still like, you know, you play it live and everyone goes mad. It's like, well, it's, you know. It's, I think it's easy as a band. Like I said, said it slightly earlier as well, but like, no, you play these songs every time you play a gig. It's easy to forget that, like, you know, when you go and see that band that you love, you want to hear that song? Yeah, so of course. Like, absolutely, yeah. And, like, yeah, absolutely. So, now like, How disappointed would you be if you went to go see, like, the specials and they didn't do a message to you, Rudy, or, like, fucking yeah. Ghost Town? Or gangsters you know I mean? or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah you'd, you'd be really gutted, wouldn't you? Yeah, I mean, yeah. We, like, uh, and, yeah, it's just, it's... Yeah, that song like that song just blew up for us. And I know, like, I'm saying this, I'm talking in terms of a DIY band. Obviously, we're not fucking <laughs> selling our arenas yeah. off the back of this song. But it, but, like, it definitely did, like, it definitely did the round. Oh, we jumped. It was a yeah. massive jump. I know, like, we'd done a tour in 2011 with Roughneck, and uh, I think we'd done a few dates with, well, Beat the Red Light and the Junk were on tour, and we sort of opened up for them a few times. We couldn't get on all it. Like, we, you know, we'd done, and then, like, I don't know, just 20, when that song came out, just, it went fucking mad. Like, it, yeah, it just went that everywhere. Is, that, is, that is fucking cool though. Like, I, yeah, I, it was bizarre. It, it, it's, it's kind of like, in a way, it's, you know, like when you hear about a lot of people saying that things went nuts, you know, like from different levels, it's like, yeah. you're kind of at the level where it's like, this is really cool still. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, you know, yeah, it it's massive. not like it's a like hindrance. Like- we went to, yeah, like we, we done Made a Veil and it was like we were in the same studio that the Beatles recorded their live album and then like Rodney P was in the next studio the day before. We got to see the London Philharmonic Phil- Phil- practice. That's like, cool. This is bizarre. We're a fucking <laughs> yeah. band that has really like, played, 
we've gone from playing some squats <laughs> in fucking Bristol, like just playing some scummy squats at seven in the morning. Now I'm in the fucking Made of Hell studio with where the Beatles played. Like this yeah, is, that is bizarre. So, that is so strange. The, um, it's a, like I feel like it, it would have been good if something like that happened a few years later when we actually knew what the fuck we were doing. Because or like, like how to cope with like it, where like, to I'm move forward. Sort of, like, yeah, but, yeah. Like, it didn't make us famous, but it, 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 it we could have done something more with it in terms of like, we, you know, we didn't know what the fuck to do. We were yeah. young. Like, I think yeah. it was just like, oh, fucking hell, this is cool. Like, I, think, I, I think that's the thing, isn't it? It's like often, like, I mean, like you say, it doesn't make me famous. Like, you know, like in the scheme of things, it's, it's like, you know, it's it was good for you, but still like, yeah, uh, it doesn't change your life. Yeah, it's not yeah. Like a, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, it, but it's like, it is still knowing how to deal with, you know, so if something goes really well for you it's then knowing how to like manage that it as a stepping stone yeah, yeah and yeah, like yeah. kind of like capitalize on it. i mean like it's it's mad like you look at bands of our sort of scene especially because now because youtube seems to have died off a bit like you know youtube it's 2000, weird isn't it yeah you know, youtube 2010 was like massive but now like you put a like you know big bands put stuff on youtube and most people watch it on Facebook or they watch it on Instagram. So yeah. People very rarely that's move the, the go to the extra website to go watch something. That's what's so weird. I've been trying to work this out because like we put it up and it got loads of views on YouTube. But then now you have to contend with like, do you want more YouTube views or do you want more Spotify views? Does any of this really matter? And it's just like, I uh, don't play in a band to deal with this kind of it's, shit. It's I play really, in a band because I like playing music. It's and a I, really fucking to, hard game, man. It's a really yeah, hard and like game. I just ultimately think like I don't, I don't do this for that reason. Do you know what yeah. I mean? But it's something you have to think about these things now. I, mean, I suppose it's, it's like like neither of us have like uh, the label, the labels. I mean, like uh, our labels actually do a lot towards it, and they really, really, really like. Oh, of course, yeah. Put yeah. a lot of energy into into that, but like, it's not like uh, Warner, or it's not you know, it's not fucking you know, like Sony. They're not can... betting hundreds of thousands of pounds on you, fucking. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, well, they're yeah. also not like you know, you know, they're the top. You know, they know how to play the odds and they know how to play the game. You yeah. Know? So it's like yeah, exactly. they know who to email, and it's like in reality, like we all don't. You know, it's like things like playlists. You know, half of that's bold luck. Half of that is knowing the right person at the right time to fucking do it. And if Absolutely. you don't have those yeah. contacts, it's... you're not gonna. It's like, bizarre, isn't it? And like ultimately, like I don't know, just like making money out of music now is near like enough to support sort of five, six people in a band is near on impossible. Isn't yeah, well, it? To like, any kind of sustainable life. Is... Well, I was kind of thinking about this the other day actually because so when we, in 2012, so we released our debut, we released Jake and Jellyfish. Uh, yeah, yeah. Bunny rabbits released our <laughs> yeah um, released our debut album around then like our first album we did a bit the same as you we did like it all in three days you know like yep. it was fuck- <laughs> it was fucking nuts. Um, but you look I- back now as well and you're just like don't do that just wait yeah. until you've got enough money to do it properly. Yeah, but we didn't even think about it. We we did it in no of course you don't know what th- you're doing. We did it in three days for like six hundred quid. <laughs> You know, like it's just like and for for that much money and that little time, it sounds banging. But like, <laughs> yeah, but you can't put that on it. You can't put that on the album, can you? you can't yeah, yeah. Put a on it, just like I know this. Maybe doesn't sound we should. But, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, know this doesn't sound much, excellent. But here's the budget, and here's how long we spent on it. Can they much, take that in consideration? How much do like fucking stickers cost now? Though you can totally do that. <laughs> 
I can tell you exactly how much they cost. £20 for a thousand because I've just had a thousand stickers of an album that doesn't exist of us and Random Hand doing a split album. I've no just way! Had a thousand stickers of that album printed up. It cost £22 for a thousand. I, of course, you... have got these stickers now as soon as all venues have closed. So I've got a thousand stickers sat in my garage with absolutely fuck all to do with them. So, like, is that, uh, is that actually happening? To... Oh, God, no. I, well, maybe. I, this is on rad. I've been, I've been, I don't know if you call it trolling, but I've been shouting at them for years now just because I thought it was funny at first. And then it sort of took on a life of its own. And now I just comment on everything they <laughs> yeah. do, asking when they're uh, ready to they record. They might do us, it. But... They might. To be fair. Well, do you know what? At first, Joe was like, yeah, I'm up for it. And then slowly, all members, there's like, I think we've got three of them on board now. I don't think any of them are against it as such, but I just think like, I don't even know if they're planning to record anything. And I'm not uh, sure they want to share it with us. To <laughs> be fair, I actually was speaking to one of them the other day and I think they have got like a bunch of material. Have they? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Thanks for the insider information, Jake. That's this nice. guy. I'm going to use this. I'm use <laughs> um, this against them. <laughs> what, what I was going to say was like, uh, at the time, you know, when we, so, even for our, do we, yeah, for our last time we made CDs, but the CD, CDs are weird because you can sell, legitimately sell CDs for £10 and that does not sound weird, or even £8, right? And yeah, that yeah, doesn't sound yeah. weird, but they cost a pound a unit. Yeah. Whereas, like, the only thing we, the only thing we really sell at the moment is is vinyl. Like, you know, like if we're yeah. selling like physical shit, we either sell t-shirts or hoodies or or vinyl. We yeah. might we do sell the odd CD now, but like that per unit is so much more expensive. Yep. And so and yep. so I was like, well, let's look into you know like we you know we get an all right amount occasionally from like uh, digital shit, you know, like sort of Spotify or whatever, and like. And so I looked at how much a million pa- a million streams gets you on Spotify. It's not that much. No, like it's like you said, six to eight thousand pounds. Wait, and then what is there? there's four of you? So, yeah. so let's say it's eight to make it easy. That's two grand each. So that's what a month's wages over yeah. a month. Like you know, maybe a couple of months' wages, whatever. Like. You're not retiring on that money. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. That's a million yeah. streams. A million. One million. Yeah, I know, yeah. It's like, just like, you actually put it into perspective as well. It's like, oh, a million streams, that seems like, and then you're like, oh, six grand, you know? Oh, I wouldn't sniff at six grand, but it's not like, I mean, it's not yeah, like. Six grand, six grand, but it's not, you know, like. Yeah, but it's also not like, it's not like six grand every year. No. But for one person. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's like, it's six grand between four people. For like once, how, yeah, how long? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's fucking mad. Um, yeah, no, it's it's, it's shit, isn't it? Yeah, it's <laughs> this is j- where the thing is. It's like if you're a rapper or a DJ, you can claim all of this for yourself. You're a one one person unit. Like if you as soon as you, a scar, do you know how fucking many members <laughs> yeah. of Scarband has to have? <laughs> when, do you know how much so, money we'd make if we were a three piece punk band? So, uh, uh, like, yeah. Uh, to you, out of interest, like uh, because it's a really weird and also contentious issue, is when you assume you have to like do things like royalties, like oh do, yeah yeah yeah, that we just have a band account and it just all goes into there, so, so none but, of us take money from it, but we haven't, none of us have put money into band in years. And have you been like with like account. with like publishing or whatever? You know when they ask like how much. Uh, each member has you know like PRS like oh yeah yeah well that so PRS purely for logistical reasons is in my name pure only because 
the bank account is also in my name and it's just been registered to my name, but it all just sits in the, ba- I have a separate bank account for all band stuff and the van insurance comes out of that and all recordings have come out of that. Ev- everything comes out of that. And that's account. pretty good. Um, I mean, like I actually think yeah. like for people who aren't in bands, don't we understand like how like surprisingly well you have to be doing for that to actually happen. Like, yeah, do you know yeah, what yeah. I, mean? like, I know it sounds yeah like we so uh, uh, the the way we make money is touring Europe. So this uh, uh, hard Brexit will potentially completely fuck us. Um, yeah, yeah. Bigger, you know, and, and like again, when I was saying with like uh, bull, like we didn't know what we were doing. We've noticed like over the years we're nowhere near as big as we sort of should be. Uh, well, what I'd consider what we should be in the UK because we've spent so much time touring yeah. Europe or going away we've sort of always chosen look like we've always looked at band as a fuck like we love doing it and it's the thing we love doing but we we have liked doing stuff like touring Russia and Japan and I can't believe to you talk, I'm so fun. jealous of you touring Russia that's yeah like, yeah and like and that's like we we like strategically as a band if you were trying to build this as a record company or any of that that they're not good ideas because they're not like you know, you're not you're not building a fan base over there off this tour. We were doing it because it was, a, you know, it was a fun thing to do. And it was like, holy fuck, we're going to get to tour Japan. That's cool as fuck. But like, we've not neglected the UK, but ultimately, like, we've spent a lot more time touring Europe than we have the UK. Yeah, in the last, I mean, in fact, I, I think that, that tour we done with you in 2016, I think is the last time we toured UK. And really? that was 2016. I think yeah, that I think. might be the last time we toured the UK. I don't think we've well, done like... A, Tours. Who, who like, the fuck goes out on a Tuesday night? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No one can afford to do it here now. Like, are you like really? You, like, you only do it unless you know you're going to get like all right figures or anything. Yeah, like that. exactly. And so, like strategically, we do less well in the UK than we do other places because we. I don't know. We've just spent more time outside the UK. And but I don't think yeah. there's anything so bad about it. you know. Like, um, it's weird because I think it's looked down like like frowned upon. To do like a, you know, like a tour, which is like just weekends. And everyone's just like, that's not a tour. Oh, it's, it's not a, a tour. Like, but it's like, yeah, but that's going to be better. I'll yeah, guarantee you Friday, yeah, it's Saturday. considerably is, better. Like, yeah. <laughs> we done that TNS tour in 2017. It was great fun. It was us, Roughneck, Wonk and Revenge. And it was a set of four weekends. Some were like, I, can't, I don't think they were all Friday, Saturday, Sundays. There was, I think there was one that was like Thursday, Friday, Saturday. It was, anyway, it was no, you know, it was four weekends or long weekends brilliant yeah. every gig was fucking brilliant like we'd done the underworld that was packed it was like fucking excellent and it was because we'd done it like that like if we'd have done it we would have done all right with those four bands but uh yeah it was just i don't know that was the right way to do it do you know what i mean yeah <laughs> sorry i did for, i put that down just because i thought it'd be funny <laughs> Uh, um, yeah, no, I absolutely, uh, I absolutely agree. Like, uh, and that tour did really fucking well, so didn't it? Yeah, it was awesome. Um, yeah, great fun. But it, it was the right thing to do. But I know what you mean. Like, if you if you're used to touring and you own a van because you tour all the fucking time, yeah. it's some shit doing just weekends. But yeah, realistically, it's, but it's in the also UK, like that's what you want to do. Yeah, I think uh, I think even in, in Europe, if you 
Like, if yeah, you there's could. certainly gigs in Europe where you can tell it's a Wednesday night and you're like, we're doing this because it's en route to somewhere else. Yeah, and, and then it's like, we're doing this because it's en route somewhere else. And they go, and you get there and the promoter goes like, oh, well, there's actually like three big punk bands playing. In, in, oh, yeah. Absolutely classic. And you're just like, ah. Oh. <laughs> then why did you book this fucking <laughs> Yeah, I know. It's just, oh. <laughs> Um, right, so before we um, before we just get carry on on some sort of crazy ass rant, uh, oh, yeah, sorry, I forgot what we were meant to be on a subject here. Yeah, I know, it's cool. Like, I mean, the, I was gonna do song by song just as like a, you know, it's like a, a guide, nice yeah, structure, cool. but it doesn't need to stick onto it. The only thing before we move on, as I'm gonna say, is there are four verses in the song. We previously talked about how you can only write one verse, and like I'm the same, <laughs> like. It, I'm at, how much of a ball ache must it have been to write four verses? <laughs> I think I, I'm pretty sure. Is this with ball? I'm pretty sure I just knocked these out really quick. I'm pretty sure I wrote this all in one just long diatribe and smashed yeah, it out. This is what we were saying. Like, yeah, I think that's the better way sometimes to do it. Sometimes you do it, don't you? And yeah, sometimes yeah. it just works. And like, I'm pretty sure because I know, like, yeah, I put the chord, Kai wrote the chorus hook. I put the chords to it and wrote the verses and then I think, I don't know which one of the brass, it was either Little Dan or Bobble wrote the brass line to it. So it was like quite a collaborative effort. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty sure I smashed this out, my parts out of this pretty quickly. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I, there was a lot, of, I always struggle, like as much as I said, like I do, I struggle, you know, I write a first verse and then I'm stuck. I always have a lot of fucking words. <laughs> like, I, I struggle editing down. Like, once I get to the end of it, I'm like, fuck's sake, there's like so many lines in this song. I'm not I'm not a rapper. Like, there's no need for this many words in this song. You could be, dude. You could I, be. I, I'm got not going to attempt that. <laughs> um, cool, we'll move on to Mutual Aid, which cool. is... Aid. Yeah, which is, uh, is a, uh, I've written in my notes, is a Jakey Boy fave. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah, I really, I really like that. We, do, we did so it's a ska song on this album. We now currently do. We've done it as a punk song for five, six years now. We always do it as a punk song, but yeah, this, yeah, I, I really like this song as well. Kai, Kai wrote the music to this, and then I wrote all the words to this one. And this was <clears throat> so when we done ignorance is this, but also we we played a lot of squat sort of festivals and and gigs and stuff. And all the pumpkin records lot from Manchester, when we were recording, put us up in squat up in Manchester and everyone was just really sound to us. And we were like, yeah, this is, this is cool. And then like started sort of reading into squatting and getting to know a lot of squatters and stuff. And we're like, oh, this is a, you know, this is a great thing. You take empty buildings. Like there's a lot of bullshit that goes with squatting where like people would be like, I had it at work where people were like, oh, some, the, the fucking one, when they were trying to, criminalize it the cl- i can't it was one of the shittest red top like newspapers run this story and it was like romain i went out to get a mars bar and romanian gypsies broke into my house and now i have to live in the spare room while 15 romanians <laughs> li- and i was just like the guy at work showed it i was like this isn't true there is not yeah. a word of this that is true this is it actually just, just lies it like, just sounds none so of this silly is legal. <laughs> yeah. yeah i was like squatting is a long history in this country dating right back to like when they enclosed all the commons but like also after world war ii when there was a load of bombed out buildings there was a load of people that didn't have homes because their homes had been bombed out like there's a long history of this and it is not including if you nip to the shop someone's gonna steal your fucking house <laughs> and, uh, but so anyway so yeah so like we done so we got we got in with that sort of scene and oh, oh, there's loads of stories i can tell you but we went for a phase of of sorting doing i'm good right i need to phrase this probably the statute of limitations on a lot of this stuff has run out i checked this the other day but okay. i just need to be a bit careful how i word this one of them was uh there's we wanted we were like right there's loads because <laughs> around sort of 20 
2012, obviously it was after the financial crisis. There was a lot, like our town pretty poor. There was a load of empty buildings, a shitload. And we were like, yeah. well, there's loads of empty buildings. There's no venues. There's nothing for young people to do. So we were like, fuck it. We're going to, we'll open a venue. We'll open a squat venue and we'll put on gigs there and it'll be fun. It'll be something community led and all that. So we had all these big ideas. There's loads of different things. I'll keep this short, but ultimately no, we cool. found a community center. Uh, Let's just say we, we got possession of a community centre. <laughs> Bearing in mind what's going on at the minute, if you want to talk about white privilege and stuff, right? We we skipped a load of stuff. We got like beds, TV, everything out the back of some bins, out of some shops. And we, in the middle of the night, like one in the morning, we were in a pub car park in a white van full of furniture, sat there in a small village while the police drove around and done laps to this village. Then they clocked us. And they came over like, what are you doing? <laughs> like one in the morning in a white van full of <laughs> furniture. And I managed, bearing in, like all white blokes, imagine if we weren't white, like, this conversation yeah. would have happened. I managed to convince them that we were moving house at one in the morning. <laughs> and the reason we were doing it at that time was because I'd finished work at the hospital. Like I was on shift and I was like, well, it's a good time to do it, isn't it? Middle of the night, no one's going to bother you. They left us. Now, this village, we, we clocked that they, a lap of this village took seven minutes. They were just driving around because there's nothing to do. So there was the pub car park, wall, road, wall to the community centre, then the door, then a playground, then the community centre. We were having to run beds. We'd run them to the small wall, drop down on the floor, wait for the police car to drive past where they couldn't <laughs> see you, run it over the fall, over the fence, into the thing. So we've got all this shit inside and we're like, yeah, this is going to be brilliant. And our plan was like, don't tell anyone we're there until... Like, we're set up, and then we'll just open, and we'll deal with any legal repercussions after. That was our plan. What We live near San, the Sandringham Estate, which is the royal family's estate, right? We found out pretty quickly that this community centre is technically owned by the Royal Crown Estate. So <laughs> we were like, oh, fuck, we're now technically in a Queen's building. I was like, right, I rang the advisory service. They were like, oh, no, like, Technically, under law, this shouldn't make any difference. It absolutely does make a difference <laughs> if you're squatting in a building owned by the fucking Queen. Oh. We like, we were like, okay, it's gonna, it's gonna be fine, it's gonna be fine. And then I had done a night shift. I got rang up at seven in the morning. So I'm going, are you inside? And I was like, no, no, I'm not there. And they were like, do not turn up there now. There are, it is swarming with police. There are vans everywhere, and all our shit's getting taken out right now. Fuck. And I was like. Fuck, because like I don't know. Many people probably don't know this. There's the police, and then there's the royal police. We have them around. I didn't they're, know that. To us. Right, so they're they're under. You won't notice them. They blend in like normal people. And do you, re do you remember when uh, Prince uh, Philip hit that woman in a car recently? That was right near us. She came to our hospital. The royal police outright uh, advised her it would be in her interest to not go public with what happened because this is the sort of cunts they are. They're fucking twats but anyway so there's the royal police and then there's the police and yeah we got uh, all our shit got taken very quickly and they left us a note like oh you're not in any trouble but if you want to get your stuff back just come to this police station and we were like yeah pro probably not but yeah so that that's the mutual aid is about sort of squatting and it was around the time they that is a really well. really good story <laughs> i have so many of those sort of stories where like looking back now I'd be like why like what the fuck were you doing that was so dangerous <laughs> but it, never get caught don't worry about it it's absolutely fine statute of limitations has run out as well but anyway the like this song was about that and it was about when they sort of started 
changing it so it would be i think you can't do it in any residential building now but ultimately obviously most people were like oh yeah it was good you shouldn't be able to live for free but it's like no you've just criminalized homeless people here there's yeah there's the the stigma around it was like oh you know they turn up in your house and fucking rob you. and it was like no they're going to empty buildings that are completely abandoned that are not being used and do them up and live in them and then move on. Like this that's, the, that's the thing about that sort of thing. It's, it's not as if it's like people taking other people's shit. It's like, no, these buildings are completely like, they're not being used. And that, that building that I was talking about, I've recently read literally a couple of months ago, it's, it's sat empty since then. And now the local residents are complaining because it's owned by the Royal Crown Estate. They're not doing anything with it. Obviously they don't give a shit. It's a fucking village community center. They don't give a fuck, but it's just sat there. It's just rotting. This building is just rotting. And it was like, well, it's a, it's a community center. Like how the yeah. fuck are you letting this rot? And yeah, I don't know. So that, that song is about that. Um, that is like is, that is a fucking good story for that song. To be honest, like oh, I, yeah, I, yeah like, like I understand. Like I understand. I think as being like a musician, musician myself and the songwriter myself, like sometimes I write songs and I'm like, you know, like this has some sort of underlying feeling, but like it doesn't have like a specific like. This yeah. is what it's about. Well, this, were, it, this wasn't sort of just just about that specific situation, but it was about like, that was around the time we were doing all that. And yeah, I don't know, like Kai's dad was a, a carpenter, so Kai used to work with him as occasionally. And like, I've got, I got family members that are tradesmen and stuff. And it's like, they'd go into sort of really, they'd, they'd be building really rich people's houses. And you're like, you're, you're literally building. That's what the chorus is like, that, that our hands have built these buildings, our hands have taken back. But like that, you're you're building up these buildings for these rich people that you're never going to be able to afford to live in. Do you know what I mean? You're <laughs> building them and you can't stay in them. Like I yeah. just like I I I know how capitalism works. I know how it worked, but it just seems so fucking ridiculous. Do you know what I mean? You've got all these people building your house and you can't do anything with it. I've also written down here a lot of words in the chorus. A lot of words in the chorus. <laughs> so many words. Yeah, do you know what that? Do you know why that is as well? That that chorus originally. I'm surprised you. Like picked up on that because that was going to be halftime when we were doing it. It was meant to be like, like it was meant to be like that, and we were just like, no, that sounds shit. We're not doing that. We're not doing. That. I can't remember we'd done it, but we just done it fast, and we're like, yeah, that'll do. That sounds good. That sounds good like that. Like, but I know what you mean. Like for a sing along, people always sing along to it, but it's like for a sing along chorus, there's a lot of words, and it's really it's, quick as well. Yeah, it's like, really quick. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. That right. was originally half time, um, but yeah. Yeah, that is, <laughs> that is really interesting because I was just like listening to it. I was just like, Man. I think as well, we'd done, um, that's named after obviously the Peter Kropotkin book. That, like, it, anytime we couldn't name songs, they're just named after books. Like, there's so many of our <laughs> songs are just named after books. Yeah. Like, Chamber of Secrets. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, probably. Goblet of Fire. <laughs> yeah, probably best not to do that. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, given current circumstances. <laughs> Um, so I've got Define Demand as the next one, right? Yeah, so that, yeah there's, that, not, there's not a major story to this one. We just, but I quite liked it because it sounds almost, it's almost Napalm Death. Yeah, it, it come out, no, we were just like, I think this was one of them ones where we were like, okay, we've got like all the songs in the album. We were just like, oh, we need a, another one. We were just like, oh, we like Minor Threat. So it was just like, we just literally at a practice one just went, ding, 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 and it just fucking went, <laughs> just went mad. And then we we're like, yep, perfect. And then but like, there's, sometimes we, I think that's like, fucking nicer like, you know when you get like it's a, raw in it it's just punk yeah. it's just like get it out and especially when you got like an album and you've got like 
you know, you, you've got like a whole bunch of songs and you're like, well, we need another song that's like this. And it's like, it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily mean like we need it. It's more like we can do this. We can this. do this. Yeah. yeah and, and, it, and it will also like, it'll fit in and it just makes the whole album cohesive. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I like, uh, we, <laughs> as well with this, we were like, oh, we've done this punk song. And it was like, Bob's a little down with them and like, oh we're not doing anything for this song we're just like oh fuck it we'll crowbar in a fucking brass part and the brass part <laughs> the happiest <laughs> yeah I actually actually did I did fucking <laughs> notice the um, the brass part of this. and I think actually like later on in my notes I was like how do you write the brass parts because I was like <laughs> in, because I like yeah like Bob, I was like Bob's I think Bob's just likes ridiculousness it's like so in Criminals off the first album the start of his solo is the Lord of the Rings theme tune and no. only one person has ever noticed that. And um, yeah, only one person has ever noticed that. And Bob's always tries to fit weird shit in and he does it live all the time. He'll put like the weirdest 80s synth songs into his solos and stuff to see if anyone notices. He's a really fucking good... Um, he's a, he's musician. A really, yeah, he's fucking yeah, brilliant. He's incredible. Have music. you ever like... Have you, Bob's can sing really, really high, like unnervingly high considering... <laughs> He's, he's like a tall bearded man and like he can sing unnerving. He sings like some kind of seven-year-old choir boy. It's really unnerving. I'm, <laughs> I'm really def- good, like really I'm good, but definitely unnerving. Gonna bring that out next time I see him. Like, um, okay, so we go on to separation, which I've written oh, here, banger, yeah. and you said you don't even play anymore. What the fuck? I- it's lovely that you'd say that because I completely forgot that this song exists <laughs> until you sent me this. And then I was like, I should probably listen to that because I have no recollection of that. It's banging. And also, I, it sounds dead specials with a lot of the backing vocals. Yeah, um, you, like I I remember specifically, like the song was written and stuff, but this one in particular, I remember having to smash out the ends of verses in the studio and literally before I had to go and sing them. And I was like, fuck, I haven't got lyrics to this. I need to fucking finish this. And I remember sitting in the van just like, fuck, and panicking, trying to smash out as many lyrics as I could for this. But yeah, like listening back, I was like, actually, this is this is an all right song, isn't it? Like, yeah, I think, it's, I think it's really, really, <laughs> I think it's really interesting. And like, um, it's like, a lot of these, yeah, because I, I assume, like, for you, me looking at these songs is kind of deep cuts a little bit. Like, you know, yeah, so yeah. Like, um, I don't think we've ever played this live. I don't remember ever playing this live. I think you should be worth, you know, I don't know. Bring like, it back. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't, the thing is, though, like, I, I, it's absolutely nothing to do with me, is it? Like, because. <laughs> <laughs> one, you I'm not start in your band. set list if you yeah. want. <laughs> like, one, I'm not in your band. And also, like, two, like, it's not really the, you know, unless you say, does the fans want to write our set list? Like, yeah, yeah. you're going to know what works better than most people. So it's like, you know, why yeah. would I, you know, it's like, hey, man, do you want to, do you want to, uh, bring in this fucking B-side from, uh, you know, like, <laughs> from nice this though, album like... you released 10 years ago? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah promote your new ago. shit. <laughs> Little Dan doesn't play as many gigs either, so it'd just be me and Bobble that actually played on the fucking song. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like I think, yeah, I, I do like that though. Like when people ask you to play songs, it is nice if you can do it. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's a certain yeah. level of like you want to play, you know. I as, think as I, artist, I actually I'm really, quotes, but like I think if, if so, you know, if someone's there to see you and they've paid money to see you and they're like a fan, it's nice to be able to, you know, play a song they love, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? I'd love uh, that if I if I went to see a band that I loved and, and and asked them to fucking play a song. I'd like, it'd be awesome. I think the thing is, I think that is fucking phenomenal. And that really shows a great band. And like, 
my band were able to do it sometimes. We're not all like I think now we've got too much stuff. Like yeah, and that's also, it, isn't it? Yeah, and yeah. also like we don't practice that much. And I think mm. like we practice, but we practice to write and we practice before tours because we're yeah, all so yeah, busy. Yeah. And I think that's most bands to be honest. But do you like, know what? That when when you said about doing just this album, the biggest thing I remember from this album is fucking time, like having time to write songs. Because Kai was at uni, I was on zero hours contract, and there wasn't obviously, as we were saying, Tories got in, they cut everything. There wasn't a lot of hours. I wasn't working a lot, so like we just had time to sit and write music, yeah. and that's what is lacking. That's what gets harder as you get older, but also just in terms of the world now, a lot of people just don't have time to sit with just doing one thing over and over again. Do you yeah, know what I mean? it's, it's like, yeah, because you can, you, I, mean, I think it's, it's very apparent with bands, I think, because, Definitely, you know, yeah, you all like, you know, you, you all have, I mean, we never did this actually, but I know a lot of bands that like every Thursday will have a practice. Like yeah. we, we never really we used to do that. Like, we used to have that. It really? Really good. Really good. Yeah. Yeah. It was really handy. <laughs> yeah. Because I think even if the great. practice is shit, you know you're going back the next week, so it doesn't matter. There's no pressure. Do you know what I mean? It's just yeah. like let's run through everything, and yeah, I, yeah, it's brilliant if you can do it, but it's logistically it's not easy for a lot. Yeah, of people. we were, we were always much more like we'd rather play more shows than practice, so we focused on yeah, shows yeah, yeah. more. So so we we practiced, but we it was always quite like we're practicing because we're gigging. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like um, or writing. Uh, but what I was going to say before when we were talking about live stuff is that I saw Bruce Springsteen um, in the height of summer, nice. years years back, and somebody said uh, somebody was in a Santa Claus costume, and <laughs> and he put up this thing saying "Play Santa Claus is coming to town," and they just played it, <laughs> just there and then. Yeah, but they they are they are musicians. Do you know? What yeah, I, mean? I know. Like, like the- how fucking nuts is that? <laughs> that is like just. <laughs> Uncool, do you know? What I mean? Like, <laughs> um, the the other thing is, if you, I don't, I think I might have brought this up on this podcast before, but it's hard, it's hard to tell now. But like, um, if you go on YouTube and find Bruce Springsteen playing, um, what's the song? I'm gonna find it. There's one song he plays, and nobody, oh, Better Days, right? Uh, right, and. Uh, Somebody requests Better Days in the crowd, and he turns around. This was the E Street Band. He didn't even have the E Street Band when Better Days came out. He turns around to the drummer and says, "Like, uh, we'll do a Better Days." And the drummer just goes, "Like, I, I don't know what that song is." And he just goes, "Like, you'll get it." And then they just start playing <laughs> it, and they fucking nail it. Like, and he's just like, "How?" How? <laughs> like, he literally cuts to the drummer who's just there, like. Uh, uh, <laughs> 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 uh, it's like yeah but you do you depressing there's, there's shit that happens you you've done like week long like tour, tours that last weeks and sort oh of, yeah we did we did it like, last like months yeah exactly like when that happens it's hard to put into words i, I don't know why it happened, but you start gelling yeah you do yeah. musically in a way that like it's hard to explain if you've never toured with a band like for consistently every single day you're playing music together stuff happens after a few weeks where like you start going oh shit like for some reason you just know what someone else is going to do without even looking at it not just not just because you're practiced even if it's a curveball 
you just know what's going to happen. And it's, I, I, I don't know how to explain why that happened, but it just no, does That's happen. weird. We once played a game in Canterbury. Uh, it Lady was, Luck? We, yeah, it was Lady Luck. Yeah, and, yeah. And, uh, we, but we played a song of ours called Tor Talk, which I actually really like, but the rest of the guys don't really enjoy very much because it's a bit of a slog to play, I think, um, yeah. for everyone else. Um, <laughs> other than me <laughs> well it's like oh dude it's not a song for me because it's all vocals so it's like <laughs> you know I, I have to I have to sing the vocals so for me it feels really fast or feels like it's yeah, happening yeah, all the time course, yeah, everyone yeah. else is just kind of going like, <laughs> yeah, like uh, but uh, we uh, Steve came out of the the chorus wrong or something like that and it just fucked us completely but we all turned around sorted it out and came back again dropped and like in. perfect yeah. yeah dropped in absolutely perfectly and we all came off like oh man that was such a massive mistake and like nobody noticed like no yeah yeah and like we honestly it was like it was like one of those moments where we've been touring for a long time we all just knew each other like so well like yeah it was like like kind of i don't know it's just it's just weird isn't it it's like some sort of extra shit isn't it <laughs> Yeah, um, it's, yeah. I don't know why. Uh, yeah, it's a weird thing that happened. <laughs> I can't. I don't understand why because it's not that you sit down and talk strategically like yeah, a sports team you don't, yeah, about you don't what's going to happen. Yeah. But right, if okay. you just play <laughs> music together that often, that much, that I don't know, you just lock in together. Yeah, absolutely. So what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to miss a couple of songs, cool. uh, and we're going to go straight to "No Gods, No Money," which is. Uh, another live sort of favourite, and it's yeah. got a, um, it's got a sample in it which you've used well pretty much every time I've seen you. Yeah, uh, yeah, we've got this. I got I basically I've uh, it's a loop pedal that I that I use for sa- you can load samples onto, so that's what mm-hmm. I, I use to trigger everything. I do it with my feet, and uh, yeah, this is I think he's called he's done loads of stuff. I haven't really followed him or anything, but. Um, is the angry taxi driver. He's interviewed some in- interesting people and stuff. And he was just, I think, I, I don't know how he started. I, he's just, he is, a, I believe he is a taxi driver and he's just like shouting angrily <laughs> at the screen. <laughs> and uh, yeah, this, this is sort of, uh, this song, like I said, obviously because of the time this album come out, this was like, I, I, I was working the NHS, the, fuck it. So I, I saw the cuts there. I saw, fuck it. And then the uni fees getting tripled. Like all this shit that you thought the Tories were going to do when they got in, you were just like, all oh, right, I'm actually directly seeing this all happening to us right yeah, now. Sure. And, and it was just like the perfect little sample there of just like, it's the fucking Tories. <laughs> I've had a few people on the mainland though, come up to me that think he says tourists. And it's because obviously taught tor- it's the party they're called the conservatives no like if you're not from england you you don't necessarily know they're called the tories do you know what i mean yeah. and then when i listened back someone's like why do you hate tourists and i was like oh no it's not tourists like we don't hate foreign people this isn't like who's the real writers who's the real uh. looters it's the fucking tourists <laughs> it's, like, it's the conservative party and i was like after they said that i was like oh that doesn't sound great if you don't like if English isn't your first language and you don't understand the context of this, this sounds like we're shouting at foreign people. <laughs> so we've had we've had a similar moment where it's like uh, so in like uh, we had a song years back called Dotted Line. Um, yeah, and yeah, there, yeah, yeah. There's a, a lyric in it called like I thought kettles were for boiling water, and now they're pouring through the news because at the time like ke- uh, using you know like in the uh, protests. Yeah, when they were kettling protests. Yeah, 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 and stuff. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but if you, I'm not 
a great dictating. Um, and loads of people thought it said, I thought girls were for boiling water. And so, <laughs> so, so apparently... That's not ideal, is it? No, I know. So apparently, like my friend, you know, Asher... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, actually, yeah. So he, um, he said that uh, he was talking about how he really liked our band and apparently some uh, uh, somebody he knew was just like, oh, you know, I think they're a bit misogynistic. And he was like, what do you mean? And like, oh, they think girls are for boiling water. I was like, what? I mean, imagine if oh. I was misogynistic, right? like, like a misogynist, right? Imagine if that's how I then voiced it as well. You know, I thought they were for, specifically for boiling water. For making me tea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's kind of like horrible, isn't it? When you hear it, that's the thing, though, isn't it? As, as a punk band or anything like that, you don't think of diction, do you? You don't think of like when you're no. projecting lyrics. You're not like, oh, I need to make sure this. But but because I I would never have thought like that. I would never have thought of that, and I would never have thought of like Tory sounding no, like Tory's. But Taurus, of course, yeah. because I don't, you know, I only speak English, sort of thing. And also, and you so speak like, English in a specific accent, whereas like when you if you go to like Germany or. Like yeah, France, or whatever they they they're not going to necessarily know your accent or. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. And it's like it's yeah. horrifying though. Like when you hear that, when you so uh, somebody else, somebody was like, "Oh yeah, I thought you said that as well." I was like, "Why would you? Why oh, would you think God. I said that?" Yeah, like, yeah. like I don't really understand. Makes you paranoid of like, yeah, how of many people think this? Is this yeah. just an ongoing thing where like yeah. people, what, people think you hate he, women and like, I hate. <laughs> Like you hate Doris. People coming to England, yeah. <laughs> but like the weirdest thing is about it is that is like if you actually listen to the song, it makes no sense. Do you know like <laughs> it, you know, why? Why would it be pl- like plonked in? You know, it was bizarre. But yeah, um, that's. Uh, but then again, I think it, that kind of comes back a little bit to like when you go on tour because like I think both of our bands tour uh, mainland Europe a lot and like you kind of wonder whether the lyrics you work so hard on often are, um, are translatable. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I've, I've often found as well. I thought like, I spoke to Robin about this from random hand actually. Cause you know, like, Obviously, he's like a stand-up comic, isn't he? Like he is well, yeah, hilarious. From I don't, I don't think he's, I don't think he's done it much recently. But yeah, yeah, yeah. no. But like he's even, he's, like, a he's very just a very guy. funny frontman. But I said to him, because same sort of same similar with Alex from Wonk as well. Like what I said, like does that translate well to Europe? Because like that's how does comedy work? Do you know what I mean with language barriers? Yeah. Does it just translate well? But the thing, thing is, with I think with um, Robin is Robin is. Well, one of the nicest person I've ever met. Oh, yeah, obviously, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, like, also, like, he's quite, like, broad comedy in, like, a good way. Yeah, yeah, like, I, get I mean, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, it's very, like, it's very regional in certain ways, but he's very good at working a crowd, whichever crowd it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah whereas, yeah. like, Wonky, you know, I think, is quite specific, but I think... It's very British, isn't it? I, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I... Yeah, we've had so the sample on increasing, uh, increase uh, down pressure on increasing minimum wage. Where he's like, uh, "How the fuck do you owe China? How can I tell my daughter capitalism is better than communism?" Like that's obviously, it's it's just like a comedic sort of quote. I mean, legitimate, but also comedic. But like, obviously, when you're playing in East Germany, that was like directly under Soviet rule, it's sort of it takes on a different context there. And we've had yeah. to be like, there's been points where you're like, right, especially if. Uh, English isn't their first language. They're just hearing someone shout communism. It's a bit like mm, this is. Uh, it's just yeah, a. It's th- just like a. Yeah, it's a whole other ballgame, isn't it? Like yeah, like the, the thing isn't promoting Soviet communism, obviously, but at the same time, 
if you lived under that, it's not, you know, it's, it's, mm. a, it's a completely different context in what we're writing it in. Um, yeah, yeah. As, as hard as well, I think, because obviously you don't want to alienate any of the audience, but it's, it's like... Yeah, of course not. Yeah, but it's, it's surprisingly weird. Surprisingly weird being in a band where, like, when, you, when you're talking about stuff, it means something specific there. And then yeah, you take it elsewhere, and then suddenly that takes yeah, like you say, it takes, it takes on a whole different meaning. Doesn't yeah, it? of course, yeah, definitely. And, and it really, it really opened my eyes a little bit. Like it's why, like I put lyrics up as much as I can with a lot of our stuff, just because, you know, I've misheard lyrics, and then yeah, looked up, yeah, the, yeah. you know, like I'm. Just... I done it. I done one for Stomp recently. I quite enjoyed doing it to be honest, because I was like, I want to write exactly. I just done a little lyric breakdown with it and I was like, it seemed to go down, like people reacted well to it and stuff. So I might start doing it for, for, you know, anything new we put out. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, I, I, I think it's a cool idea because, but I mean, I, I'm sort of the person that writes to try and like keep it open-ended. But what I do, I think a lot of people do, you know, like where you write, so you want to people, so anybody in any scenario can relate slightly. Um, but then, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then the only problem then you find is that like it's then too almost too relatable, so it can be related to things you don't want it to be relatable. You know, yeah, to, yeah. yeah. Um, I think this this is the pro- any kind of art, if you want, like anything like that, you can't control how people view it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, and art is based on what people take it as, isn't it? You know, that's sure. a major part of it. It's, it's the intention of it, but then it's how people receive it as well is, is a whole other section of it. And so, yeah, I mean, yeah. you it, can't control that, can you? <laughs> it's annoying though. <laughs> <laughs> I wish yeah. I could control yeah. it. <laughs> I want to control everything. <laughs> <laughs> I want to tell people exactly how they feel about it. <laughs> uh, cool. So we're going to move on to youth, which is... The youth. Which is the second single off of this album, if I am I right in thinking? Or is it yeah, first? Yeah, yeah. So this is the title. If you watch the video, so watch the intro thing that no one's ever seen, and then Bull ties directly into this. Uh, we we just thought again. We planned this on a van trip back from a gig in the middle of the night, driving back, and I just we just jokingly thought it'd be hilarious if Bobble was killed in the video. Like we just thought it'd be funny if we were buried. Yeah, I really, I, I was rewatching it, <laughs> and like I just really enjoyed the elaborateness of the video <laughs> oh it's hilarious isn't it like you can yeah. as well if you look like you could just see kai smirk like he's meant to have been like distraught over his mate getting shot and then like you look him look out the window and then quickly there's like half a second where he starts smirking because he can't act and he's just like yeah. starts laughing so they cut away from him but it, but, like, um, it, it reminded me of like a constantine like a, a paddy yeah. constantine film well, that's or, like, sort of, yeah we love dead man's shoes and like room for romeo brats like all that kind of sinister it's very british isn't it it's very like yeah it's incredibly british yeah, it, yeah. it's so sinister because it's so normal if that makes sense it's not yeah. like over the top it's just like oh god yeah this is just a psychopath like just going i also on think that, like that sort of like paddy constantine stuff was like was it either really nor it was like was it northern i can't really remember but dead man's shoes it has that dead man's shoes vibe about it where it's like a lot of like kind of countryside but something wrong yeah going on well, we, what was hilarious when we were shooting that we like that's knit that woods is right next to a main road and we had two or three cars stop because we're obviously dragging a body like we were digging a grave and then dragging (laughs) a body through the woods and people were just slowing down like fuck you doing (laughs) (laughs) it's the middle of the day dude what are you doing (laughs) like 
I mean, we're up for the burying of the bodies, but at least do it under the cover of night. Don't like do it in the middle of the day. You're gonna get everyone caught. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I can't. I can't remember when we wrote. I remember, so the first verse was I, ri- I didn't rip it off, but like it was based on that. You remember we were talking about Babyhead on the last one, and there's yeah, a yeah. line in one of his things where he's like, "14-year-old uh, Neanderthal brave patrolling the estate with a Stanley blade," which is what I done the um, the first verse about. A teenage Scarface uh, gets done with a Stanley Blade. So I sort of based it on that. And then the second verse, so this is going to go into a little bit of a life story, but I'll try and keep it no, uh, no worries, pretty. pretty. Do, do your thing. So, yeah, cool. So like the second verse is about sort of a young soldier going to war and getting PTSD, which is what happened to my, my biological dad when I was younger. He was in the first Gulf War. And I don't know if you've ever heard of Gulf War Syndrome. It's uh, no. so a load of the troops that oh, this is so right. I was, I, I was born in Germany cause my dad was in the mm-hmm. army. My parents divorced when I was like three, we moved, me and my mum moved back over to Essex. And then as soon as my parents divorce went through, me and my mum were booted out. So it was just, we were homeless for a year. We never, we never street homeless. We got put up in a in emergency accommodations. So we got a room in a B and B for like a year until we got like council housing and stuff. Um, but yeah, so we, so, and then when I was, and my dad went to the first Gulf War. Now, I don't, obviously, I don't support that. I think it was fucking shit. And so does he. He he now lives at the bottom of a mountain in rural Germany and very much hates the government and <laughs> hates the police. But he, um, so when, when they got shipped off to this war, they all got injected with, uh, well, just injected with stuff like, like vac- they were told it was to protect them against malaria and all sorts of different stuff. So the American and British troops all got injected with this stuff. And they've come back. A lot of them got PTSD, like a lot of soldiers do. Mm-hmm. It doesn't get treated. And a lot of them are getting loads of different problems, like different motor neurone problems and all that. My dad has a problem where they thought he had diabetes, but he gets hypo and hyperglycemia because his problem is with his pituitary gland. And he's had to go to the local hospital in Germany and say, "When I because cr- it will kill him eventually. When I crash, you need to treat this as this because you're going to think it's diabetes and it's not diabetes. It's this problem. Now, all the stuff that the soldiers got injected with all records of that from the British side have been lost at sea and all records from the American side have been lost in an office fire and lost at sea is the exact reason that loads of the documents about the British empire have apparently gone missing, which you can't get under freedom of information act is because apparently they got lost in an office fire. Now the thing that's thrown the spanner in the works for a lot of this, because there's an ongoing case against the ministry of defense for a lot of these soldiers, the ministry of defense denies anything happened. And they say anything that you caught was caught over there and all that. But there was a, a troop, I believe he was British got injected with stuff and then didn't get deployed. And he's now in a wheelchair and can't move. And he's like, well, if it's stuff they caught out there, why can I no longer fucking move? Fuck. This is all stuff. So, um, so yeah, so when, so this is an ongoing thing. My dad, my dad personally reckons what will happen is they'll wait till the last soldier dies and then they'll just come out with it and say like, yeah, it was whatever it was. We injected them with this stuff. We didn't know what was going to happen. And now they're fucking, what my dad thinks is that uh, he, you know, no, I have no, no idea if this is true or not, but he thinks cause they knew they were going to be in the middle East for decades to come, which obviously this was the first Gulf war. And then we went yeah. back in fucking 2003 he reckons they were just like guinea pigs and they just injected them with stuff, sent them in to see what would happen. And then, yeah. So he, so anyway, so when I was so young, it's fucking scary. <laughs> oh, it's fucking terrifying. Yeah. So he got, um, 
he got PTSD, loads of other stuff as well. He got PTSD and I didn't see him for quite a few years while he was sort of dealing with that and stuff. So yeah, that second verse is sort of, I tried to tie it in because I had Teenage Scarface in the first verse. So I thought another film reference, I'll put Teenage Rambo. And it was sort of yeah. about that. And we actually, we late last year played with Ferocious Dog and their singer, his son shot himself after being in the second Gulf War. And I did want to meet, I really? did want to sort Fuck. of speak. I did not know. Yeah. And they're like, this is the thing though. Like, obviously making me and my mum homeless and you know, giving my dad all that shit is I know is low down on the list of the crimes of the British Army. I'm not in any way suggesting that is high up on the, the worst things no, they've done is not uh, any yeah. of that. But um, even still, it's still relevant, yeah, right? We played with Ferocious Dog, and I was like, I kind of, I know you might not be able to understand our lyrics, but I was like, I kind of want to speak to him beforehand and be like, if you hear that verse, this isn't about your son. Like, this is about something that my dad went through as well. My dad didn't kill himself, but like, you know, is. It is is very it's a thing to me as well, and um, but I didn't actually get to meet him or anything like that, so I didn't say, and, and it was fine. He didn't mention it or anything, but um, but yeah. So that that second verse is sort of about that, and actually we've got a new song. Well, I've written a new song more about that, but it's a it's a very hard thing as a punk band because obviously I don't support war, I don't support the British Army or anything like that, but I also recognise that a lot of people sign up to the army because there weren't a lot of choices. Like my dad was from a poor family, and it was late seventies. I think I think Britain. it was a. Yeah, I think it's very much like a poor thing a lot of the time. Whereas yeah, like particularly in the American army, particularly because you, a lot of them pay for college, so you get a lot of poor people join the army there. And yeah. there's a similar thing there as well. So I wanted, I'm trying to write a song where it's like I'm in absolutely no way pro, pro army or pro war, but it's just about the absolute pointlessness of fucking war completely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah, that was sort of about that song. And then. Um, yeah, and it was around that time I was reading more into the prison industry complex and the military industrial complex. So both those, that's why the sort of the choruses are about that. It's sort oh, of that's that's fucking good info. Yeah, yeah. It's um, yeah. It's just that, like you just when you read into sort of a particular. This is more of an American problem, but the prison industry complex, where it's like private prisons, they cut. So, so like obviously in America, they just flooded the black community with crack knowing full well is how addictive it is and what's yeah. going to happen. And then they built, they had private prisons and they're just like, it was perfect. Do you know what I mean? These shareholders are making a shitload of money with keeping these black people in literal slavery. Like yeah, it's, <laughs> it oh, fucking man. worked out. But, and it's just like, this is, and don't get me wrong, we don't have private prisons here yet, but fucking hell, like it's fucked. It's a fucked situation. <laughs> I'm going to move on to something slightly lighter. Chirpier. Yeah. <laughs> I oh, yeah. put in my notes, Bass in this song is Ace. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> I was I'll take really... full credit for that. I wrote that. <laughs> I was uh, I was listening to this song and I was like, I forgot. Like, I think because you're a songwriter, I think especially uh, since obviously after this album, it was I assume mostly you that wrote the songs. Oh God, no, 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 no. Oh yeah, no. I should say off the bat, like I'm not. I write all the lyrics, um, but so Voice of Treason was me and Kai split and then sort of brass wrote their own parts and increasing the minimum wages mainly Jackie P. Oh, um, really? Well, oh. mu- musically mainly Jackie P and then I wrote all the words and stuff. Um, oh, okay. And then there were a couple of songs where we all chipped in and stuff. But yeah, oh yeah, like please don't take this as me being the main songwriter. I just talk. Oh, most. that's interesting because um, I always thought because you were the singer that meant... Yeah. Oh God, no. I God, mean no. like... I, I think that's it's interesting that Jackie Jackie P a lot of it as well. Oh yeah, Jack Jackie P is a brilliant musician. Yeah. Very good, very good. He done 
he as well has the patience to sit with garage bands. So a lot, a lot of increasing minimum wage. It, it, it was done at an awkward time where like it was right when G G had a baby, like old drummer. He had a baby right at the point where we were just about to tour a shitload. And so he had Jack Brew coming, obviously. So it was like it was sort of written bang in the middle of two drummers, which is never ideal. But a lot yeah, of, of that album yeah. musically was written by Jack. Um, and he done on garage band so he'd do like garage band demos with like midi drums and midi brass which is hilarious midi brass is fucking hilarious <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> have a laugh um but yeah no like i'd say i'd say a good two-thirds of increasing the minimum rage is like musically jack jack and then my words and then brass sort of change some bits and stuff like that but yeah so oh, god, oh god yeah no i'm not like the, i don't know so with don't youth know what, was was that like oh was youth that? was i genuinely can't remember who wrote the music that could have been me. I, well, I say music. I if, the if brass you, wrote the, the brass you, wrote the brass riff, and it would have been me or Kai that put the chords to it. And then would, I wrote the words. so like so was did that come from brass first or did that come? Like, no, that was chords first, I believe. And what usually happens so when I write, so like Jackie P, if Jackie P writes something, he'd do it on Garage Band and sort of do a demo of it. And it's really, he has a lot more patience than me and is a lot more oh, meticulous. It's, it's I not do an not easy, have the it's focus not an easy to do thing that. to do. Yeah. No, I don't, I cannot sit there and do that. So I, what, if I write, so Jackie P will do it like that and then I'll write words to it. And then if I'm writing something, it's acoustic guitar, I'll have chords and words and then I'll get a uh, bobble or little dad, like a brass player. And then we'll, we'll jam and we'll write something around it sort of thing. Um, and that's how, that's how we've always done it sort of thing. Yeah, well, I mean, I think I just thought it was kind of interesting because I I like it. I love when basses are the main singer because I find the dynamic quite interesting because often yeah, like, oh, like I write on acoustic guitar or whatever and then I like move on. But like in See, my when, head, when in my when head they're always like new. there with a the bass, like just like. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> oh no! When we do something new, I have to play root notes. It sounds shit as well, but like I play root notes while I'm learning the words. Once I've got the words in my head, then I will write the bass line and be able to play the bass line. Then I have to sit at home, learn the bass line and the words together. Then I get the, and then, then the bass becomes muscle memory. Now that's great until what happened, it happened a few times and it happened a few months ago in Brighton. I snap a string and someone hands me a five-string bass, and I oh. can—I just cannot do it. It throws me completely. If I was to not be singing, I could probably do it because you just ignore the bottom B. But I can't because it's muscle memory at that point. Anything old is muscle memory, and I cannot play a five-string bass while singing. It throws me completely because I always just go to the bottom string, and then it is completely out. Yeah. And it was really horrible because like I broke a string. The bloke's like, "Yeah, yeah I got a bass," and hand and I could as soon as he got it out of the case, it was five-string, and I was like, "I'm gonna have to give this back to him." But I didn't want to be a prick so i attempted a song with it i was like nope sorry mate i'm gonna have to give that back oh, <laughs> i didn't want to seem like a prima donna so i was like well i'll give it a go and i was like nope still can't do it <laughs> you know you know uh back to prima donna prima donna i uh i for the longest time thought that was pre madonna in before madonna yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> for the longest time and you know when i found out i was like oh. proper old school prima donna <laughs> Um, okay, sweet. So we'll move on to. Is this the last song? Yeah. Uh, is this even a like? This was just. I think again. I wrote that. It's first kind of like poem. it's just an outro, right? Yeah, it's just like an outro. But I wrote that first poem of bits that I 
cobbled together like different sections and stuff mm. to make one thing. And then Kai had just written this poem. It was just like, yeah, again, he was like, I can't, this isn't a song, but I've got these, these words. And we're like, yeah, cool. cool. So um, we were just like, fuck it. We'll just do an outro then. Like we'll do a heavy as fuck. Like it's all, it's, it doesn't is sound it, necessarily, but it's almost so similar it's, to Black Sabbath or something. Like, it's, it's not like, like it's, of, it's not like a reference then. It's because no, I've not necessarily, I recognise a lot of it. Uh, they drew first blood. We just I, we thought it'd be cool because it said that like it's like someone starting off, and we put it at the end of the album, and then it's just me. It's me shouting it and little Dan speaking it, which gives it that kind of weird. Yeah, I really sound. like that. Yeah, it sounded cool. That was just right at the last minute in the studio. I think like it, and it was it was a logistic thing where like it was only me and little Dan there at that point. I think Kai, Kai wasn't there for some reason. So it was just us there. And it was just like, right, fuck it then. Like, <laughs> like I, I shouted it and it was like, yeah, that's all right. But it sounds a bit weird. And then little Dan spoke it and then we were like, oh, fuck it, put it together. Like sit, sit, that sounds yeah, like that's this, awesome. like, discordant sound. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, that's that is that song. And then we just added that. Yeah, pretty much. And then we just added that weird sort of slow droney music behind it. I really, I, 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 I really like the. I don't know. I, I, I really enjoyed that part of it because I yeah. don't think I've ever heard that. I mean, like, I mean, there are a few songs on this album which I hadn't heard before. Um, but that, yeah, we'd never. I don't think we'd ever done that live. It probably would be quite good live, to be honest. I don't know. But yeah, I think I think it's cool. Cool outro to a set, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I think you. There's a few songs on this album I think you should bring back in, or like. But you know, I don't. I don't know. It's kind of hard when you tour with a band and you only see your. You know, you see greatest hits every night, right? Yeah, or, yeah. Like what you think yeah. is what they think is their greatest hits every night, and sometimes it's yeah. fun to like kind of explore the back catalogue. And see, yeah, like, definitely, yeah. You know, because it's like the stuff that it's usually the bands what they think is the greatest hits, rather than like what anybody else would say. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, of course. I'd, I'd uh, maybe I'll make make your set list one day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, send it through. We'll practice it. <laughs> yeah. <set. laughs> um, uh, before we finish the podcast, is there anything else about this album in particular that you think? No, no, no. I just think like, yeah, it was, it was, it was quite cool going back to it. It was a, like, cause it was, I don't know, like I said, 10 years ago, like loads of different stuff. It sort of, it was a di- completely different time in everyone's life. Do you know what I mean? And then, yeah. like, it, I mean, in a, in a very depressing way, it was like, as soon as the Tories come in and we were all up for a fight and just like, yeah, fuck uh, them. They've got it now. We're going to fight back. It's like... And then it's 10 years like, oh, everything we thought was going to happen has happened. And it's <laughs> shit. <laughs> It's as shit as we thought. And for some reason, we've just got another five years of them. Yeah. Oh, and here's a global pandemic as well. <laughs> it, was, it was really fun to uh, to go over it as well. And like, I don't know, tear it, tear it to pieces. I love doing that with albums. So I yeah, it's great fun. I, I enjoyed this because like, yeah, there's lo- like loads of that, that time of life was, was, was brilliant. It, it was, also, uh, also like, we, we were talking about it as well and like you were saying that, oh, I, you know, I have a few stories or whatever and I was just like, yeah, but like, we'll talk about it and you'll, you'll find more shit to talk about and like, it absolutely is the case. Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah. I mean, I've got endless stories is just the end of like, that that would take about three hours to get through all these stories. I think so. <laughs> so next time we'll do increasing the minimum wage uh, rate. Yeah, and, of course. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we'll see how that how that. <laughs> yeah, cool. All right, cheers, Danny. Uh, I'm just gonna pause Lovely this job. now. Yeah.
ahead another victim to this war profiteering complex say what you do and where does this end we overcome the victims in this violence trend say what you do and who gets the blame is a society of our and our government shape hey Because we're good at it. And you know why we're good at it? Because we get a lot of practice. This country's only 200 years old, and already we've had 10 major wars. We average a major war every 20 years in this country, so we're good at it. And it's a good thing we are. We're not very good at anything else anymore. Huh? Can't build a decent car, can't make a TV set or a VCR worth a fuck. Got no steel industry left, can't educate our young people, can't get health care to our old people, but we can bomb the shit out of your country, all right? Yeah. 